Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. I'm joined by my wife, Carla, and this is going to be the first of, actually, we're dropping two podcasts the same day, and both of them deal with the holidays. In this first podcast, we're going to talk about how do we leverage the holidays for our good? How do we come out of the holiday period stronger in our marriage and our family? And in the second one, we're going to look at it. Hey, what about if this is a holiday that's going to be changed and different? Uh, as always, I'm joined by my wife, Carla. And I know I've talked first, but we'll bring her in now. Carla, say hi. Hi. Thank you. You're welcome. Tell me this. When you think about the holidays, because I know you love Christmas time. It's one of your favorite seasons of the year. One, because hopefully it's colder and such. Yeah, What are If you had to come up, and I know there's a lot because you've had a lot of years of them. What is one, what's your favorite, if you could come up with one, what's your favorite holiday memory? Mm. Is this like my whole of life or since we've been married or our children or what? Either way, we've been married for those of you who listen, you know, we've been married 40 years, so that's a lot of time or just your whole life. Well, um, one of them as a child, which was just sort of like a, something out of a fairy tale to me. Um, my growing up, my mom was from Kentucky and we lived in Georgia though, but we did go to Kentucky every year for Christmas, all of my life. And so that's really all my memories around being at my grandmother's for the holiday. But one year, um, we went to bed on Christmas Eve, which was always as a kid, you know, you're excited that Santa's coming the next morning. But anyway, so my mom comes in the next morning and says, Merry Christmas, and look what happened. And so she pulls back the curtains in the bedroom, and it has snowed during the night. So for so me, you got a white I had a white Christmas, and actually, it's the only white Christmas I've ever had. So... One white Christmas in all the years. The, yeah, you've let's been just leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so for me, that was just you know that's that's a sweet memory. Well, hopefully we will have another white Christmas. We're going to obviously be re- relocating. We leave this place. <laughs> okay. All right. So in this first in this first podcast, uh, we want to talk about hey, either maybe you're newly married, maybe you've been married a long time. But how can you make the holidays something that's really, really positive in your relationship? Because for a lot of people, holidays can be incredibly stressful in a time of a lot of conflict with families. Uh, Just because, you know, with the hustle and bustle and coming and going and kids and all of that, it can get pretty crazy if we let it. And, And it sort of takes out what really the joy, and especially of the Christmas season, we know holiday starts pretty much now Thanksgiving through New Thanksgiving. Year's. Thanksgiving, it's like happening at Halloween, I think. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, as soon as the candy is bought for Halloween, the Christmas stuff sits. Yeah, out. your mind sort of sits. So we know yeah. commercially it is. And, and so what we want to talk about just a little bit is hey, what are some things you can do as a couple, as a family, in really being intentional about your holidays? to make sure, man, you just make the most of it. So here's some ideas. We want to start out with whenever we deal with couples and we're doing premarital counseling 
or if we're a new couple they're doing coaching with, one of the first things we talk to them about, and we often do this at our conferences as well, is we just sort of ask the couple, hey, what do you want your marriage to be about? And we talk about as far as, you know, making a vision for your marriage. Well, what if we do sort of the same thing for the holidays? Okay. That we ask ourselves, hey, what do you want the holidays, what do you want the Christmas season to be about for you and your family? Very interesting because I think first and foremost, that would hopefully at least require you to think about it and maybe talk about what that might look like for you as a couple and a family. So I think that would be a huge first step to think about, yeah, I mean, instead of maybe just going with the bustle, maybe you actually, like at this point in time, I I realize we're heading into, well, this is Thanksgiving week. And so Man, it's honest, but think about what could the rest of the weeks maybe look like. Okay. And so let's sort of start from this proposition. And I'm not saying that everybody that listens to our podcast is a Christian, but a lot of them are. And so first and foremost, Christmas, and I know what the world thinks of it, they think of it as Christmas trees and Santa Claus and gifts and all of that. But for a Christian, our first and foremost priority ought to be it's a celebration of Jesus. So I think for a Christian, it sort of starts there. How do we celebrate Jesus? How do we make him the centerpiece? And it doesn't mean we don't do Christmas trees. And that's, I mean, it's up to you if you want to do that. It doesn't mean we don't buy gifts and enjoy a lot of the festivities around the season. But I do think you ought to ask yourself, hey, how do we make that a priority for us? Yeah, what does that maybe look like in your family and how how do you do that? How do you choose to celebrate that? What things do you absolutely make a priority that you want to happen and you want those things to be a part of it? Yeah, and so when you're doing this, some of the considerations, you know, what does your family look like? Is it just the two of you? And maybe this is your, you know, your first, second, third Christmas. You don't have kids. And so it's just the two of you. And so the holiday season is going to look a little different for you than it is, say, for a mom and dad that have two, three, four, five kids or more. Yeah. That obviously it's going to be centered more around the children and all the things you do for that. Maybe it's going to be centered around things I want to teach my children about Christmas. Yeah. What can you think? What are some things? I know we did some things with our family that specifically we wanted to do because we wanted to teach our children some of the, the Christmas isn't just all about you and getting gifts. Yes, well, um, and I'm certain a lot of families do this. We would pick or choose either through the church, through a minute, a local ministry. Um, there are obviously all kind of agencies where you can find out families that need help with Christmas. And so depending on what organization or ministry you use, we would do that and then have the kids be a part of us going and purchasing those things that would be for somebody else's Christmas. So again, the idea that it's helping other people too, and it's helping them have a good Christmas. So we would try to weave that into a part of what we did. Yeah, I think one of the cool things is to realize that, hey, if Christmas is about Jesus and Jesus is all about serving and loving others, 
how can we make that a part of our Christmas? Uh, I saw another cool thing is, you know, in we've all seen the Salvation Army ringers, and there's several times every year that I see families do that Oh, yeah, together. that's really sweet, yeah. Yeah, and take time and, you know, go spend an hour with your family ringing bells. Or I've seen people go and spend Thanksgiving Day serving uh, dinners to the homeless yeah, uh, or something else. But anything you can do that sort of honors Jesus by serving others, I think is a great thing to do as your family or even as a couple. So when we talk about creating a vision for what you want Christmas to be about, I think you ought to sit down. If it's you've got your whole family, you ought to make them part of it. If it's just husband and wife, maybe you start there. But just sit and have a conversation about it. Have a date night to talk about it. Hey, what do we want Christmas to be about for us? Yeah. And then start making a list. Well, and I think, um, as we all know, some sometime the challenge is that you, if you're newly married and you're listening and you're thinking, well, this is like our first, second, like you said, Christmas together, do you end up sort of your decisions or sort of a, okay, well, we got to go see your family or my family or both. And then maybe we don't even really ever talk about what we'd like our Christmas to be about, which we're not saying in any way, shape or form that you shouldn't be being with your extended families and all that. That may be a part of really what you want your family to be. That could be your vision. Yeah, that's what we've done. We, you know, early on, I know we've talked to some people and they say, well, we want to do Christmas at our house for our family. Which is awesome. Yeah, we made the decision that we we always ended up at grandparents' house. And, and that was, again, that was really, and as I told the story at the beginning about um, my snow story, my whole experience was spending Christmas at the grandparents' home. So that was my, that was what was the the normal thing in my life. But for some people, that would not be at all what they'd want to do. And you may want to start a new tradition in your home, which again, this is part of the idea of thinking about what do you want your Christmas to look like? And of course, with that, along with that, is going to be the idea, but how do we also sort of balance meeting, being with the needs of other families, other family members, without just saying, well, this is what we're doing, and too bad, so sad, and that kind of thing. So we're not advocating that at all. No, yeah, we're not pushing, hey, let's go be selfish. Yeah, we're not saying that. But um, so let's say you get together and you start thinking about, first of all, what do we want Christmas to be about? And then start making a list. Hey, what are the things that we want to do during the Christmas season? Because there's always lots of cool things going on. There's lighting. You can go all sorts of places have these incredible light shows. Uh, there's Christmas musicals. There's obviously if you've got kids, let's go see Santa. And you got and you got Christmas programs and the nativity scene and maybe you're you gonna got go, hallmark christmas movies yeah that's probably not on everybody's list but anyway but y- y'all get what we're talking about the season can be literally just overwhelming in the sense that there's so many quote good things fun things enjoyable things that you kind of want to do but the reality is nobody can or probably should do every single one of those because it's probably not realistic to be doing your jobs, doing life, you know, and, and trying to squeeze in 49 events. 
Yeah, one of the if you go back and look at some of our past podcasts, we did a series on the enemies of intimacy. And and one of them, and I think one of the biggest enemies of intimacy and building that relationship that you want to have with your spouse and then by extension with your family is busyness. And most of us are already really busy. That tends to be the American way of life. But then you throw in Christmas and all the different things that happen there, and it's like really ramping it up. And so this is where the idea of thinking about the list and what are your priorities, because you really probably cannot go to every party you're invited to, every event, every fun thing you might like to try to do. There's You just probably can't. So the idea of thinking about, okay, out of this list of, 20 things that we would love to do. What are the top ones? You know, if, if we can't do them all and probably shouldn't do them all, what what's the most important to us? What do we think is going to resonate the most with us as a couple and a family? And what are part of the memories we're building? A lot of, a lot of holidays and traditions as a couple and as a family are about, and it doesn't mean you have to, to, to create tradition, it doesn't always mean you're doing it the the exact same event or thing. Part of it may be who you're with or what you decide the focus is always about. It might look different every year, but the key elements are still there. And so I think that's, I think that's the challenge is not to do that and then get swept up in the million things you're just feel compelled to try to do and you may be frazzled and worn out by the end of it. Yeah, it's all, we often say that one of the hardest things to do is to say no to good things. Yeah. And Christmas is one of those times because there's so many. But if you go back to where we started, that you decide, hey, this is what we want Christmas this season to be about for us, it makes it a whole lot easier to say no to things. Because what you want, always want to ask, yeah, that sounds good, that sounds fun. How does it fit in with what we want Christmas to, to be me. about? And, you know, if, if you're looking at your thing and you're thinking, oh, gosh, I don't think we could do that because there's these 10 things we have to do. Well, you know, maybe one of the things to think about is could part of our vision be every year we might do one new or different thing? So maybe every year we don't try to do the 10 things. But we do the key things, and then every year we do one sort of fun extra thing instead of trying to squeeze them all in. And so you kind of look at, again, that value of is it is so much having so much, does it make it even just of less value at the end of the day? Yeah, sometimes you look at that, it's like the kid who has 27 gifts under the tree and they get them and it's like they don't even know what they got at the end of the day because there's so much and sometimes there's so many things and we look back and it's like what did we do what did we do that was a big old blur yeah Yeah. so how do you make it meaningful okay that's sort of one of the places we say to start and we've just spent probably half the podcast talking about that but no that's okay because i think that is i think if you can figure that out a lot of it it makes everything else a whole lot easier to make the decisions uh, so hey, hey, you create your vision, hey, set your priorities. You've made a list of hey, these are all the different things that are going on. These things we'd really maybe like to do. 
then when you have your priorities, you say, okay, these are the things that are most important that we do. So figure that out. Uh, and part of that, hey, put it down, just practical. Make a calendar that everybody's going by the same calendar. Because what you don't want to do is suddenly you've got in your mind, okay, we're going to this party on such and such a date, and your spouse doesn't really have that down, or your kids forgot to tell you, oh, that's when the school event is, Yes, yeah. and I'm going to be the, you know, I'm going to be the star Star in the tree, and I need you to be there. (laughs) Yeah, hey, get communication down, and make a family calendar. Put it up on the board so everybody knows, hey, these are the things that we're going to be doing during the Christmas season. That way, man, there's no miscommunication about it. Somebody doesn't get and you know, there's not a, you go into this crazy time trying to figure out when you're supposed to be at three different places at once. Parties at the same time, yeah. So make your calendar. Set your priorities, make your calendar. Hey, create boundaries. And a part of the boundaries and a big key to boundaries is saying no. Things that might be really good, but sticking firm to the boundary. To the no. Yeah, because what's going to happen is there going to be things that opportunities that come up that you haven't ever considered yet. You didn't know that was going to be there. Yeah. But if it's not part of your thing, and maybe sometimes it might be with your family, suddenly your teenagers want to go and do this, and you don't always have to say yes to them. Yeah. It's okay to say no. Because this is about our family. And they may not like you for it, and they're going to whine and complain. But that's okay. You're the parent. They're not. Well, I was going to say the other piece to that could be that if you do not schedule yourself to death with every single night of the entire month being committed, then maybe if something unexpected comes up that you really feel led to do that you really think is the thing of this year that we really want to make this happen then maybe you've got the ability to make it happen you really don't if all 30 days are scheduled yeah maybe have some built-in spontaneity spots yeah that hey i can do let's don't even schedule anything for this weekend let's don't do that hey if nothing comes up we'll just enjoy the time at home but maybe something really fun or something that we think we'd like to do together is going to come up, and we've but got you the don't, open yeah. spot to do that. That might be kind of fun. Just schedule it in as we hadn't decided what we might do and leave it. Absolutely. Um, hey, one thing, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time of this, but if you want to keep your holidays from being really stressful, I do think one of the things you ought to talk about at the beginning is money and budgeting. And, you know, because what you don't want to do is end up after the holidays and be stressed out because you've overspent, you put stuff on credit cards you want to or something else. So if you have that talk and that's it, that again is part of that boundaries issue, then you don't even have to worry about that. And I would say probably in all of this, maybe the key thing, and this is the key to marriage and family life anyway, I think is really, really good communication. Yeah that, hey, everybody is on the same page. That's why we say, hey, do this together as a family. Make sure you've got a calendar that everybody can see it. Share a calendar on your phones. You can have a family calendar on your phone so that everybody knows what's there. If something comes up, they can check and see, oh, I can't do that that night because we're doing this. And this is an obvious statement I'm fixing to make, but if your children are under six, 
they probably don't have to have a part of the calendar. That's you true. as the parents should be able to be in charge, but we're that kind of know. point. I've <laughs> seen some four and five year olds with. Oh, iPhones, they're whipping so, out the phones. Yeah. That's for sure. But just the idea, of course, is your kids get older and they would have things um, they would be involved in too. So anyway, that's that's kind of the point there. Yeah. It, bottom line is this. Man, the holidays can be one of the most incredible times of year for you as a married couple and you as a family. But it can also be one of the most stressful times of the year. Can I stop you there and ask one question? Yes. When you say the statement you just said, that the holidays can be... two statements. Okay, I'm going to go with the first one. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year for a couple. Just based on that statement you just said, and just in a quick think back, do you think that was true of us? As a couple? Yeah. Yes. Why do you think that was true? Well, one, we both love Christmas. Okay, so we love Christmas, so that made it a little easier. part of that, that made it easier. But we had kids early on, and so there really wasn't much time without kids that, you know, we were a year and a half into our marriage and we had kids. Right, but I mean, when you said that it's good for your marriage, or it can be, yeah, let's I say it can it, be. It can be. Because you think, what would you say we did in the Christmases that was strengthening for our marriage? I do think one of the things we did, we may not have done this all the time, but I think we were much more intentional during holiday seasons. Hmm, okay. In, in everything from doing things together, and that would be we would go shopping together. We'd go do stocking stuff okay, together. Okay, so maybe. We did that. And so a lot of it, in some ways, in those years in marriage, when we probably weren't as intentional as we should have been a lot of other times. <laughs> the other 11 the, months yeah, the of other the year. Yeah, the other 11 months of the year. For some reason, we really were. We did a little bit better Yeah, Christmas. we did better then. Interesting. Cause, and, and so maybe that's your story. And you're listening. You're thinking, we got this. We do this well. Awesome. That is great. We'd we'd commend you and say, wonderful. Make it a sweet time for your marriage and your family. Absolutely. Just, hey, we want, man, Christmas should be one of the best times of year. It's a celebration of Jesus. And, And it's a way to find a way, how do we do that all season long with each other, with our families, but at the same time, it's okay to enjoy a lot of the other fun stuff that goes on with Christmas. And I really think if you do it and you actually plan your season out, it's going to be a whole lot less stressful. And oftentimes with the stress of the season, if you don't have it, conflict comes in. And, and oftentimes just that kind of conflict can really make it sort of not a, not a really, really fun time. And so I think if you can really do some of those things, and especially the idea of just asking yourself, what do we want the holidays to be about? Who do we want to be as a couple and a family? And how does that play into how we're going to sort of arrange what we want to do and get out of this Christmas season? So on that note, we want to say, uh, hey, Merry, Merry Christmas. Forget that mess. Happy holidays. (laughs) Man, Christmas is about Jesus, and it is a time to celebrate. It's a time to celebrate Jesus. It's a time to celebrate the love that we have in our lives with our spouses and our family. So, man, make the most of it. And as always, we encourage you, keep on forging. 